You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. Glory, glory, glory. Well, praise God. I tell you what, we could camp out right there. Woo! And go home and say, we had church. <laughs> wow. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, mercy. You guys, you guys got some good worship up in this house. <laughs> it's wonderful. Praise the Lord. I love singing songs about him, don't you? Glory to God. Well, guys, what an honor it is for us to be with you. It's such a joy, you know, for me to come once again and this time bring my better half. Hallelujah. And um, it's so good for us to be in Alabama and to see what God is doing here at Cornerstone and through pastors here. I tell you what, guys, I said at first service, you guys are blessed to have these pastors. A man and a woman of God. Wow. And I don't think they stand just in the office of a pastor. They stand in some other offices as well. And it's amazing to see the gifts in them. And, you know, because when I came before, you were in the old church. And it was great there. But wow, wow, what it is now. And what an honor. Thank you, Pastor Mark and Pastor Rhonda, for allowing us. For a hull, you like that? For ha allowing us um, to come, <laughs> hallelujah, um, to be here, you know, and um, we're just thankful for you guys, and I'm glad that God's brought us back together, kindred hearts, spirits, you know, to do kingdom work together, and we count it an honor and a privilege, and um, what a wonderful church you have. I think I just want to come here and stay. You guys go travel. You guys be gone. Just give the church over to us. We'll take it. Hey! No, we're joking. You, this is your, this is your place uh, where God's called you to stand Amen. and stuff. But man, we just want to say, wow, what a great church. And we know that God's called great people to be in this church. And um, what an honor for us to be here with every single one of you. And today we're going to talk a little bit about product um, uh, that we bring with us. I heard that we're sold out. Yes, amen. We are sold out. But fear not. We do prepaid orders, and then we'll ship them here to the church, and you can pick them up. Amen. So if you guys want some of our materials, we'll still make it ready, um, able for you to pick up. But we love bringing product and being sold out because it's nice to go uh, with less luggage. And um, so praise the Lord. Um, I'll I'll help him out. We've got um, eight series. Yes. And um, we have eight series. When we go to a church, we sell them at a group rate. Or if you buy them all, it's a savings. Of four, it's a package deal. Thank you. And it's a $40 savings, so you get them for 99 bucks. Otherwise, you can buy them individually. They're back there. One of the CDs that we got here is called Hearing God's Voice. And I tell a story about how I knew for the first time when I heard the voice of God. And how many of you know the devil wants to play on our head and then our emotions and our soul? How many of you have ever rebuked God before and didn't realize it was God talking to you to afterwards. Am I the only one in the house? Come on. If you laughed, I know you did it. All right. You know, I've, I have, I've, I would be like, oh, I just rebuked that in the name of Jesus and found out later that was God telling me that. Oh, I'm sorry, father. I didn't recognize it was you, but I talk about how I heard the God, the voice of God, you know, for the first time on that CD. And this one here is just another single. God wants you to thrive just that in your prayer life. Anything else you want to add to that? Praying in the Holy Ghost the Holy is what Ghost. causes Amen. us to thrive. Another one is keys to a fruitful prayer life, how to pray successfully and get, have a fruitful prayer time. Now, ladies that were here yesterday, can I see a show of hands? 
All right. Were you in first service this morning? Somewhere? Okay. Well, I made an announcement in first service that we found out we have some duplicating issues on this particular series. So if you bought it, come back and see Bethany at the end of the service. And what we will do is get your name on the list, and I'll send them to you the correct issue. So we wanted to make that. And if you have problems with any of our CDs, please contact us, and we'll make it right for you. Got another series, it's called Learning to Pray in the Spirit. The first CD is a teaching on prayer. The second one is me worshiping with my team. And um, we're just singing and glorifying God, singing in the Spirit. I think it would be a blessing to you. We have a lot of people tell us that you're in our prayer closet all the time. And so bring me into your prayer closet. Let me worship with you. I, I, I'm glad that we did that one like that. Yeah, the first one's, yeah. A teaching, yeah. And this one here is a three CD series, Walking in the Spirit, basically how to walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. And then we have another one called Praying for Your Church. How many of you know God's got a mandate on every church? And the mandate upon this church and the mandate upon your pastors and you serving in the church uh, needs to be prayed out. How many of you can say, yes, that's true, amen. amen. This is a praying church. And we have um, two copies of, on the table back there. Okay, so we have a couple of those back there. That's all there. we've got. You want me to talk about this one? Sure. Or you want to? This is Healing School 101, and it's a teaching on healing. I'm over healing school there on campus at Rama. And um, I put a, a, a healing testimony on this and that I think it'd be a blessing to you that I walked through. And how many of you know the devil doesn't like us? But aren't you glad that he's under our feet? Aren't you glad we got the victory? Amen. And so just take hold of this. I think it'd be a blessing to you. And it's called Healing School 101. Amen. Well, I'd like to share real quick. I like end times. I like to know how this story is going to end. <laughs> when Me I too. first got born again and gave my life to the Lord, I started reading the book of Revelation. And people come by me in church, so you understand that? I said, no, but the greater one inside of me does. The crazy thing was I didn't know that was a scripture either. That was just my spirit <laughs> man telling. But, no, I, lo I loved end times. Daniel, Revelation, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, all those prophets that talk about doom and gloom for some people. But we know we're going, amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I like to talk about, you know, Jesus went along with the disciples, and the disciples came to him and said, hey, you know, Lord, What's the sign of the times you're coming back? And, you know, it's in Matthew 24, around verse 7, be wars, rumors of wars, threats, and this and that, and hurricanes and all kinds of different things. The earth groans and travails waiting for his redemption. See, when Jesus went to the cross, he redeemed us. He didn't redeem the curse from the earth, but that's coming too. Amen? But with all that said, we just had, he also says, look at Israel which is the fig tree in the Bible. They said, look at Israel. When his fruit is tender, it's time. Well, we saw that in our generation, most of us, right around there, 1947, Israel became a nation, Jerusalem in 68. So we're seeing these things that happen with the fig tree. But I like going to the book of Revelation, of course. That's my, one of my favorite books. And uh, chapter 22 is the last chapter of the book. Verse 12, in the beginning there, just as Jesus speaking, says, Behold, I come quickly. There it is. Behold, I come quickly. That word quickly in the Greek is tachos. That's where we get the word tachometer. The modern-day vehicles all have tachometers. It tells you how fast your engine's revving up, if it's running, if it's not running, you know, how well it's running. Usually if it's doing like this, then it's got issues. But anyways, Jesus is telling us that as you see things revving up, Look up. I'm coming to get you soon. Amen? Amen. Well, tell about the snare drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Aren't you glad he's coming soon? Amen? 
You know, um, he just told me to tell a story, and I actually was getting ready to. We just know the Holy Ghost, honey. Hallelujah. Um, you know, uh, you guys all right? You guys going to have fun with us this morning? Um, you know, uh, a dear heart friend of mine, she's a Rhema graduate, and she travels the world and preaches, and she happened to be preaching in a church, and the pastor's wife told her something that had recently happened in their church. She said their worship team was practicing, and the drummer was a teenager, and he was, you know, playing the drums during the worship practice set, and while he was up there playing, um, they had lights set up. I don't know if you guys have that. Yeah, you got lights over there. You got lights everywhere. Um, but they had lights that would shoot up uh, through the drums and everything. And he was playing, and all of a sudden he looked at the snare, and on the face, I don't know what it's called, the skin, or what's it called? Something, something, huh? Skin. And so anyway, um, the light shining through it, he saw these squiggly lines appear on the snare drum. And he was like, what in the world? And he kept playing the set, thinking, what is that? And so after the, the, the rehearsal, he grabbed a piece of paper, and he traced it on this paper and he took it to the pastor's wife and said do you know what this is this is weird and she said where did you find this where'd you get this and he said and he told her the light was shining through the drums like usual but all of a sudden there were squiggly lines all over it and so I just traced it because I thought it looked weird she said oh my goodness she said I don't know what it says but I I'm taking Greek and Hebrew right now in night classes and this says something and she said, can I keep it? I'll give it back to you later. He said, well, sure. Well, then she went to her class, talked to her professor, gave it to him. And he looked at it because all she said was, do you, do you know what this says? And he looked at it and his eyes got real big and said, where did you get this? And, and, and she told him the story. And she said, why? What does it say? Tell me what it says. And then he said, he goes, it says that my return is imminent. Which means, uh, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. I think God is getting some things across to us, even through signs and wonders, letting us know it's about to happen. And there are things that he has for us to do, and he's waking us up. Bless the Lord. He loves us so much that he's doing everything he can to get our attention, to get after what he's desiring to do in the earth. Every single one of you in this room has got divine destiny upon you. Divine destiny. Destiny to run and to do what he's called you to do and to run with purpose upon you. It doesn't matter if you're a five-fold ministry gift or a layman in the church, someone that's working in the ministry of helps. If you are born again, God has placed destiny upon you. You are destined to get those around you saved, filled with the Spirit, healed, delivered, set free. You're not saved just so that you can be happy and whole. You're saved so that who he is shines out of you. Amen? Don't make me preach now. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Guys, turn in your Bibles with me to 2 Kings. We're going to uh, kind of tag on to what we were been talking about uh, yesterday in, in the women's uh, luncheon and then first hour. Now we're going to just keep going from there. So if you weren't here first service, you want to... Uh, get on, I don't know how you guys do it, archive it or whatever, and get on and listen to it so you'll know where we're, what, what you didn't hear. But in first service, we were talking about how that you know the Holy Ghost. We started laying a foundation 
about how God said, and Jesus is trying to talk right now, maybe. Um, oh, that was interesting. Um, but <laughs> how praise the Lord. Um, but guys, I was talking about how that, uh, we know him and how Jesus was trying to get across to us, uh, through the word that, you know, the Holy ghost in John chapter 14, verse 17, just write that verse down. If you haven't got it written down somewhere. And in that verse, that verse says, Jesus said it. He said, the spirit of truth, the world doesn't see or know, but you know him. And he's talking about because he's going to live and dwell on the inside of you. Jesus is alive and he is saying here to the disciples and those that were listening, guys, the spirit of truth, the world doesn't know, but you know him. And he's saying to them, you know him. And I'll never forget, revelation came to me, and I'm not going to go into that fullness of that story, but I got revelation of this verse, oh, 19 years ago or so, about how that I know the spirit of God. And I, you know, I had to get cocky about it because my soul made me feel like I didn't know God. My flesh made me feel like I didn't know how to make right decisions. When I was called upon to do something, I would be so freaking out because, oh, I don't know nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I had to start stirring myself up. Wait a minute. I do know the spirit of God. How many of you know we as ministry gifts are to come and share, talk, tell stories, minister life to you, make God so real that you walk out of the doors going, whew, I have God in me. Wow, I know him. Oh, I know how to operate with him. Oh my goodness. It's not just so that we can come to church and go, hey, but it's for us to walk out the door and go, hey, live it. Are you with me? Just say, hey. <laughs> We're supposed to be living this, right? Living this life in Christ. It's no longer I that live, but it's Christ that lives in me. And the life that I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who died and gave himself for me. In him I live and move and have my being. My union, my life is in Christ. How many of you can say amen to that? Amen. Now... It's one thing to say it. It's another, another thing to continue to say it and make yourself believe it where it becomes your reality. How many times in scripture does it talk about meditate the word? Meditate, meditate, meditate. Joshua 1.8, one of the big ones. Meditate in my word day and night. Meditate, meditate. How do you meditate? You know, there at Healing School, we've learned that meditation isn't just me saying it or me just thinking it. It's me thinking, saying, and then we wrap it up into prayer. When we teach those that come to healing school, we teach them how to meditate the word, talking to the Father, and praying in the spirit about it. So that it gets down on the inside of them. I just don't think the word. I just don't speak the word. I live the word. And in order to do it, it's got to become so real to you. There was a lady. Her name was Sherry. She came to healing school. She got healed of cancer. It's wonderful. She became a student at Rama. Then cancer came back on her. She came to morning healing school and the healing school technicians were working with her and ministering to her. They got so frustrated. They came to me and they said, she's not listening to us. She's not doing what we're telling her to do. She's not going after it like she was. And, and, and our hands are tied. We don't know what to do. I said, bring her in here. She came into my office and two other healing techs came in the office with her. We're sitting there and I'm sitting at my desk and I looked at her and I said, Sherry, now tell me, why aren't you doing what they're telling you to do? She looked at me and she goes, I don't know. I go, Sherry, you have got to meditate the word. 
She's like, yeah. I go, Sherry, you're going to meditate the word with me in this office today. And she goes, okay. I said, but this is what we're going to do. I said, the, one of the girls' names was Tamara. I said, Tamara's going to meditate the word first, then, then the other girl, and then me, and then you. She goes, oh, do I have to do it in front of you guys? I go, yes, because she was real quiet and shy. I go, yes, you do. You know, because, you know, if you go to the doctor, they'll tell you what for. Am I right? You need to do this. You need to do that. Why aren't you doing this? Well, you need to do that. You need to do that. You know, I've had doctors get mad at me because I believe the word of the Lord more than them. And so they'll say something to me, and they can tell it ain't going nowhere. And so they've tried to plow on me. How many of you ever had that happen before? Well, as a healing school technician, we'll plow on you because we know what the word says. And so I'm sitting there. I go, you are going to meditate the word. You've been healed of this. The devil's a liar. You're healed. She goes, okay. I go, she goes, but I'm not a preacher. I go, you don't have to be a preacher to meditate the word. I said, you know better than that? And she goes, yeah, I know. And so I, I, I told the girls, I said, now, guys, let's not try, try to preach, preach, because you know us as ministers can start preaching and spitting everywhere. I said, don't do that. I said, you can preach and speak from a place of faith and power without going, you know, T.D. Jake style, you know? I said, she, it's going to freak her out. So, you know. So I asked her. I said, Sherry, what scripture are you standing on? What's a scripture in the word that just does something for you? And she looked at me. She goes, you know that one over in Corinthians that says, I always triumph through Christ. I always win. I go, oh, I go, yeah, that's a good one. She goes, I really like that verse. I go, well, then that's the verse we're going to eat. And so I looked at the first girl, Tamara, and I said, go ahead. Let's meditate that. So she began to meditate. Father, I thank you that right now in the name of Jesus, I always triumph. I always triumph through Christ Jesus. I always win. And I mean, she just started getting excited about it. And then she'd pray in the Holy Ghost a little bit. And then she'd go back and speak it, what, it, what the word said again. And what we do there is after you've spoken uh, that verse, if there's other verses that come to you, okay, you can meditate those with that, but come back to that core verse that you want. And so, and then pray in the spirit, do whatever you want to do. And so that's what that Tamara did then the next girl she did it and then it was time for me and I have always encouraged anybody that meditates the word you know when you meditate the word and you're meditating it get to that place to where you're just preaching it to yourself to where that preaching anointing comes upon you even if you're never preached I'm telling you what the word works and the anointing is on the word Jesus said it in John 6 63 my word is spirit my word is life and when you speak it it just begins to there's some stuff that happens you might not see it in the natural when Jesus spoke to the tree and he was hungry and it didn't have no food on it he was like hey nobody else going from you ever again he killed that tree with his words but the disciples stood right there and heard him and it tells it in mark chapter 11 the disciples heard him curse it but must not anything happen naturally to it that could be seen but the next morning when they came back by peter the big mouth who i love dearly you know i'm probably gonna be the first one of the first ones i talk to and i get to glory you know after i see my dad and everybody else up there you know i'm going hey peter come on let's talk because he was bold to step out he was bold to talk and i mean he's like Jesus, the tree that you cursed. Master, master, look, it's dead. And he's screaming about it, just telling, wow, Jesus, Jesus, wow, woo. You know, and Jesus looked at me and said, have faith in God. And I don't think Jesus was going, oh, honey, I'm so glad you realized now you got faith in God. I don't think that's how it was. I think 
that Jesus was like, are you kidding me? You can believe this or not, but this is my, how I see it. I think Jesus looked at, looked at Peter and was like, have faith in God. Are you kidding me? We made you like us. In the beginning, God created you in his image and in his likeness, and I was there. And since he made you like us, you can speak to the mountain, and the mountain has to obey you. The moment I spoke to that tree, it died. You might not have seen it with your natural eye, but in the spirit, it took it. In the realm of the spirit, it took hold of that tree, and you couldn't see it that day, but it killed it. And when the next day came, you saw it was dead in the natural meditation of the word you speak what the word says it will manifest in your life and so we told this lady I told her I said I said I'm going to meditate the word and then you're going to do it and and so I started meditating father I thank you that we always triumph through Christ Jesus we always win I can't lose for winning because I triumph through Christ Jesus Christ you live in me you're anointed you're anointed your power your glory it is on the inside of me it's no longer Leanne that lives but it's Christ in me and in Christ there's no sickness in Christ there is no disease I thank you that I always triumph cancer you have no place I always win you can't conquer me I have conquered you because of the blood and the name you're under my feet it's your foreign thing in my body you can't remain in the words that I speak oh I triumph through Christ Jesus I always win I'm a winner I'm a winner I'm a winner I win I win I win it's no longer I that lives now see you keep meditating the word like that it won't take long to where you're gonna be preaching like T.D. Jakes because you're getting that verse down in you. And, and then you come up out of it. Whoa, I always try and see tragedies. I always went. I mean, the Incredible Hulk, you know. Come on. I mean, you. Because you became, you got the word. Jesus said his word is spirit and life. Proverbs chapter 4, what's it talk about? My, word, my son, attend to my words and climb thine ear into my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. For they are life to those that find them. And health. To all their flesh. Now, I had no idea I was going to talk about this right now. I got something else I want to talk about. Why are you pulling on me like this? But guys, I'm here to tell you the word is spirit. The word is life. And all you've got to do is get it out of your mouth and meditate on it. You've got to take time. Turn the TV off. Turn the movie off. Put it on pause. He don't care if you go back and watch it. But take some time and get in the book for yourself. Make it work because it is waiting for your mouth to speak it. Are you with me? Holy Ghost cannot wait for somebody to take hold and go for it. My, my, my. There's an old song, get in the word and the word will get in you. Get into the word. How many know that one? He'll heal you through and through if you meditate upon it and do what it says do. Get into the word and the word will get in you. It's a Keith Moore song. Get into the word. It's real hard to sing, isn't it? It's got a lot of lyrics there. (laughs) But it's truth. Get in the word. Get in the word. And as you get in the word, revelation will flow and it will come. 
So after I meditated with Sherry, I told her, I said, now I want you to do this over the weekend because it was Friday morning when I was talking to her. I said, I want you to do this over the weekend. And I said, as you do it over the weekend, I want you to do it at least three times a day, like eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Do it three times a day. She goes, yes, ma'am, I'll do it. Because guys, what happened is after I meditated, she meditated. And when she meditated the word, she started off real mousy. Oh, I always triumph through Christ Jesus. I always win. I always win. I always, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I cancer hasn't got no place on me. I'm a winner because Jesus lives. And she started preaching that verse. I was like, go ahead with your bad self. She was going for it. And then I told her, I said, that's your assignment. Do it three times on Saturday, three times on Sunday, and then meet me back on Monday morning in the office. I went out and preached over the weekend, and when I walked into the office on Monday, the lobby was dark, and I was glad it was dark because I was sleepy still, but there was a neon sign over sitting on the couch in the corner, and I looked, and it was Sherry sitting there. She was beaming. She was beaming bright, and I was like, dear Lord God, and she was like, oh, Leanne, let me tell you what happened. I was like, oh, sister, let's go to the office. <laughs> we got into my office, and I sat down. She sat down. I go, all right, tell me what happened over the weekend. She goes, oh. Miss Leanne, I couldn't just do it three times a day. I did it every hour on the hour. I go, whoa, girlfriend. I go, you did it every hour on the hour. She goes, I did it every hour on the hour. I go, oh, my goodness. Whoa. She goes, whoa. She goes, I'm telling you, it's real. It's true. I always try it through Christ. I always win. I go, that's wonderful. It's the truth. It's what the word says. She goes, I know it. She said, I'm so full of it. I'm so full of it that at 4 o'clock this morning, I sat up in bed. I was in a deep sleep, and I sat up in bed, and I shouted out of my mouth, I always triumph through Christ Jesus. I always win. The word got so down on the inside of her that she got healed of cancer. How many of you know the word works? If you'll dare to step over and speak out of your heart what the word does say, it will manifest and cause things that are of the enemy to be driven out of the way. So speak out of your heart and declare loud and strong and the supernatural will be manifested because the reality of heaven is now. It's not long. So speak the word, declare it, say it strong and you'll see the manifestation of my power manifested in your life in this hour. That's what I heard him saying. I don't want to bet a phrase she can't I'm going to try to boost a note about a day. Heaven doors, heaven doors, heaven's doors. Heaven's doors are open to the body of Christ today. Heaven's doors to operate and function from a most more supernatural way. Flowings of the spirit that are not for just one or two, but the operation of my glory to be manifested in and through you. Yes, you, the one that thinks, oh, how could it be? But you, the one that will stand up and say, I'm going to get in the word and I'm going to speak and I'm going to be free and I also heard him say and I'm gonna live free live free huh all oh, rivers of life do flow and direction of the spirit is given yeah yeah I hear you ha 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 living in the spirit walking in the spirit speaking from faith speaking in faith speaking in faith Whew, for some it's easy it's easy. For others, it seems a little hard. For some, it seems so distant. 
But the Spirit of God is saying, you that thinks it's hard, begin to speak out of your mouth that I know the Holy Ghost and it's true. For John 14, 17 tells me that I know him and he dwells inside of me and I'm walking in his ability. Oh, rivers flow. For that one that thinks, ay, 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 the Spirit of God is saying, stop thinking about the difficulty, stop thinking about how things are hard, and begin to speak out of your heart. I know what to do. I have the Spirit of God. It's not hard. Ha, 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 ha. Victory's mine. Guys, God wants us to operate from such a place of faith. He wants us to operate from a place of seeing and knowing that things aren't hard. If we're, if we're not careful, we will stay in a place all of our life of, oh, I love God. Oh, I love to come to church. But there's no demonstration of him in our personal walk. A little here maybe, a little there. And God is saying, I want you to live out of me all the time. See, we serve a God that lives in us. He's not a Buddha that sits on a shelf that is ceramic, that if you tip it over, it's going to crush into many pieces. I used to, this one place I used to get my nails done, they used to have this Buddha plastic uh, ceramic looking thing sitting there. And for a while, I sat right beside it as he would do my nails. Not Buddha, but my guy, you know. <laughs> and as I'm sitting there, I looked over at it, and they'd have these incense out. And I would talk all the time to the guy that was doing my nails. Why you got that out? And I'd just talk to him about it. But guys, the time, never forget sitting there thinking, my, 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 I'm so glad I serve a God that I can't knock him off his throne. I'm so glad that I serve a God that's complete and whole. He doesn't live on the outside only, but he lives on the inside of me. And when I walk, God walks. And when I talk, God talks. He lives on the inside of me. Oh, but I have stepped through and, and I knew it was going to happen like this for this service. I know we've only got a few moments more. But there in the word, I know it, I got to get to it in 2 Kings chapter 6. You know, in this, it talks about Elisha and his servant. My, ha, jabon de gelebrizdi. Here, Elisha's servant, what, what was he doing? He got up that morning. He went outside and he saw that they were surrounded by the king's horsemen and men. And, and it freaked him out. And so he ran inside. Now, this is me paraphrasing. You can read it after church, Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, no, not Ephesians chapter 6. Where are we at? 2 Kings chapter 6. And, um, and, uh, and, and, and he went out and, and he freaked out. So he ran inside and, and told Elisha, we're surrounded. It doesn't even say that Elisha got out of bed to look out the window to see if what he was saying was true. See, I live in Oklahoma where a lot of tornadoes try to happen all the time. And the first thing they'll do is they'll tell you when a tornado is about to touch down, get in your safe place. Sirens are going off, the radio, the TV. Get in your safe place. But you know where most Oklahomans are going to be? Outside, looking up. 
Well, I don't see anything. I don't see anything. I don't hear nothing. It looks a little dark out here. First thing we do, we're going to look outside and see if what they're saying is true. But here, it didn't even say that he even got out of bed. Doesn't say he walked over to the window. Doesn't, mm -mm. Immediately, he said to Elisha, or to his servant, fear not. Um, I've studied this out a little bit, found out that this servant guy was an armor bearer to Elisha. There was a call of God upon his life. And a lot of times when somebody's an armor bearer, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times it's because the mandate that's upon that pastor or upon that minister that they're serving is supposed to wash over onto them and they're supposed to take hold. And I think that's what was happening here with this servant, you know, and because uh, he, I think he took hold of some things that Elisha carried and walked in. And, um, but Elisha, uh, you know, he immediately spoke out of his mouth to his servant and he said to him fear not for those that are with us are far more than those that go that are with them he immediately did what spoke in faith he didn't get up and look out the window didn't freak out no he immediately spoke he immediately spoke say he immediately spoke, he immediately spoke. and when he immediately spoke his words were out there the servant heard him and you know that servant was still having to freak out because see Elisha wasn't seeing only what that servant saw because Elisha recognized he had two sets of eyes. He had natural eyes and he had spiritual eyes. And with having those two sets of eyes, Elisha had functioned and operated so much as a spirit being in God that he saw God's plans. He saw God's vision. He had God's vision. But that servant didn't have that. But guess how he got it? Elisha prayed. The next verse says that Elisha prayed for his servant and his eyes were opened. Do you know you can be sitting right in church, the spirit of God move, things happen, and you not see a thing or even get one goose bump. And everybody else is like, whoa. And you're sitting there going, what? Am I the only one that's happened to? Everybody else is just so spiritual. And I'm just like, man, I must be of the devil this morning. I shouldn't have watched that TV show. I shouldn't have cut that person off as we were driving, you know. She's like, what's wrong? I'm not sensing. Because see, guys, the things of the spirit, you, you, you're not going to see it naturally. It's spiritually. It's just like the word. When Jesus spoke to the tree, he spoke to it from, for out of his spirit. He told that tree. Now, to the ladies, yesterday I said a little bit about how that, you know, the way that God made us back in the beginning, God made us like him. When John 4, 24, it says God is a spirit. Well, then that means you're a spirit. And you guys have been taught these things. you got good pastors. You know that you're a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. And as a spirit being, you've been made in the image and the likeness of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. You're a spirit being. Even Paul said it over in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. I pray, God, that your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless in the coming of the Lord. Paul broke us down into a three-part being. First, he said spirit. I don't think that he put spirit at the beginning just because he felt like doing it that way. I think he did it on purpose. Brother Hagen used to teach it like this. He said, the real you is your spirit. The real you is your spirit. And guess what? The real you, your spirit is what's going to keep kicking and living. It's what's causing that body to function. If you don't believe it, look at it over in Acts chapter 16 when they were stoning Stephen. He called out and he said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He didn't say receive my body. He didn't say receive my soul, my mind, my intellect, my emotions, oh God. He, no, he didn't do that. 
He said, receive my spirit. And the Bible says his spirit went up to God who gave it. But guess what? His body fell to the ground. Your old carcass is going to fall to the ground if the rapture doesn't take place. I'm telling you what, but who cares? You're still alive and you're going to live forever. You're not ever going to die. You know, you got to get, get, get the mentality of heaven in your soul. You got to get the mentality of heaven in your soul that you're eternal. You're not ever going to die. Nobody can kill you. Nobody can kill you. You might go, well, I know I'm going to die sometime in this life. Well, who cares if your natural body kicks the bucket here? You're still going to be kicking over there. That's the, you know, when my daddy went to heaven, I had to, that revelation of that, whew, man, it helped me. I didn't sorrow like the world sorrows, man. I didn't grieve. I didn't go there. And I could have because I'm a daddy's girl. Talked to him every day of my life. Called him. Even after, I mean, when they moved and left Oklahoma, man, I still talk to my mom and dad every day. Boom. You know, I'm one of those kids, you know. Oh, you mean they hold you down? No, they kept pushing me. But I love them. I honored, respect them. And so my daddy, man, he, he, mm, he's, mm. And when he decided he wanted to go to heaven, I had to take my faith off of some things. And I said, Dad, I said, if you want to go to heaven, okay. So, all right, I'll tell you what happened. My siblings called me. They live in Texas. They called me. They said, Leanne, dad is saying one thing to you and something else here. You need to get down here because he's talking about wanting to go home. He'd been fighting many different things and he had won and had been healed of many things. And our faith was on it. We were on it. Had, I, I, I could tell you story after story of supernatural things that took place because we put our faith on it. It got to the place that when he was in the hospital, the nurses loved for us to show up. Because when we got there, we brought to, peace to the whole floor. You know, they would, I would say, oh, we need to shut the door because we're going to sing and worship the Lord. Oh, no, leave it open. <laughs> you know, you, you get a hold of some of those doctors and nurses where death is, man. They, they know, they know, man, they know it. When somebody comes in and they seem to, ooh, yeah, keep that door open. And we did, and we just would worship God. And men bring dad. I remember one time I got called at 2 in the morning when I was visiting. And I had just been at the hospital all day, and dad had had a small procedure, and he hadn't come out of all of the, what's that called? Yeah, and he hadn't come out of it yet, and I'll never forget it. I got a call at 2 o'clock in the morning. My oldest sister was up at the hospital staying with Dad. She said, Leanne, they're freaking out because they can't understand why he hasn't come out of this yet. And Oh, God. I go, hey, you know what we believe in? She goes, I know, I know, I know. I go, you want me to come back up there, don't you? Yeah. I go, I go hey, Mom and I are going to pray. It's about midnight. I go, Mom and I are going to pray, so we did. We started praying. And we stopped, I mean, just within seconds, we stopped. I go, Mom, what you getting? She goes, he's all right. I go, I know he's all right. I got it down here in my heart, too. He's, kind of, he's fine. And, and I said, but I know Lori's freaking out, so I'm going to go, I'm going to head back up there. So I walk into the room, and Dad's laying there. I mean, just look like a mummy, just laying there, wrapped all up tight. And, uh, and uh, that's one of the times the nurses said, please leave the door open. Because I told her, I said, we're getting ready to worship God. Dad's getting ready to wake up. And, uh, well, we got in there. Lori's on one side of the bed, I'm on the other. We begin to worship. Oh, hallelujah. My dad's a singer, you know. And, and, and so, man, I just heard, oh, we worship you, Lord. 
And then I went into some old songs. I went into, the word is working mightily in dad. The word is working mightily in dad. No matter what the circumstance of what we feel or see, the word is working mightily in dad. Because, you know, it doesn't say dad. I added dad. The word is working mightily in dad. And I kept singing it. The word is working mightily in dad. No matter what the circumstance of what I feel or see, the word is working mightily in dad. Then I went, oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, it's working. Oh, the word is working. Oh, it's working. It's working in dad. And I just kept singing. And then all of a sudden I heard hallelujah. <laughs> I jumped back because it freaked me out, to be perfectly honest. My sister jumped back. And, and dad just shouted out, oh, hallelujah. And he's just still laying there. And so, man, I'm not stopping. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, the word is working mightily in dad. Oh, it's working. It's working. God's healing power is working. It's working. It's working. And there's all kinds of old songs. God's healing power is working. It's working. It's working. It's working night and day. It's working in dad's body and it drives sickness away. It's working. And the next thing I know, I see dad's hands doing this. All of a sudden, it dawned on me, so I threw the blanket back, and when I did, oh, hallelujah, it's working. <laughs> so, I mean, my dad, man, and he, I mean, within five minutes, he was sitting up in bed eating sherbet. So, I mean, so we had walked through a lot of things with my dad, you know, but then my siblings called me and said, Leanne, he, he's talking other ways uh, to us. Uh, I'm on my way. I got in the car, went down. I sat at the kitchen table, Dad, come here. He said at the end of the table, it's just me and him. Mom's gone, getting her hair due done. And I said, I go, Dad. I go, what's going on? I said, are you wanting to go home? And he looked at me because he was checking to see where I'm at. I go, Dad, if you want to go home, we'll take our faith off of you staying here. And we'll pray and you'll step over there. Checked me out. I'm close to my dad. He checked me out to see if I was being for real or if I was trying to mess him up and slap him because he wasn't in faith. <laughs> and he looked at me again, and he goes, Leanne, I want to go home. And I looked at him. Why do you want to go and do that for? <laughs> We're pretty much a mouthy family. He go, I go, you want to leave all of us? He goes, you're all going to come. I go, not for a while. <laughs> he goes, oh, but you're coming. I go, okay, Dad, we'll take our faith off. You're going to heaven if you want to go. He lifted his little hands up. Take me, Jesus. I go, no, Dad, not yet. <laughs> I go, you got to talk to Mom. You got to talk to the kids. You got to talk to everybody. So within, I don't know, less than a week, he went to heaven. But I'll never forget, all the family gathered. Man, we had some Holy Ghost singing and wonderful home going for my dad. But I'll never forget all of us being around him, but there were times I had time by myself with him. He was laying in the bed, and I looked at him. I said, Dad, you know what? You're going to be happy when you get over there. He goes, I sure am. 
I said, but I want you to know because you're going, I'm not going to be sad. I said, I think it's selfish that you're wanting to go personally, but you want to go. I said, so we're going to let you go. You can go anytime now. I said, but I want you to know because you're happy, I'm going to be happy. Now, some people would say, oh, you can't. You talk. I did. I said, because you're going to be happy, I'm going to be happy that you're there because I believe in heaven, Dad, and I know you're in my future, and I'm going to see you again. I said, so I'm going to be happy because I know you're happy. I go, I'll cry. I'll cry. I don't get no problem crying, please. <laughs> I can cry. I said, but I'm not going to get over into that ugly stuff because you're where you want to be, and I'm happy that you're going to be there, and I'm going to be happy with you. I can't believe I had no idea I was going to share this. He looked at me, and he goes, well, honey. I go, Dad. And he started laughing a little bit. I said, I'm going to be happy. You know, he went to heaven, and I could tell it more. There's a big, long story I could tell of how he stepped over. It was very supernatural. It was wonderful. My brother actually saw my dad's spirit come up out of his body and go straight up. I mean, just had an encounter with God as he went to heaven. But, you know, throughout that whole thing, man, I cried because I missed my dad. But I'll be honest with you. I kept speaking out of my mouth. Nope, nope, nope. I'm happy because dad's happy. You know, on my dad's uh, glory celebration home going, of, you know, the funeral thing, we're on the platform and every member of our family, every grandkid got on the platform and sang because my dad was a singer and we all sang all the time. And we all got on that platform with my mother of 80 years old and sang, um, what, what was the song that we sang, honey? Um, oh, my goodness. Oh, some of you would know it. Oh, 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 what is it? Um, I'm going to leave your shouting. What was it? I can't remember what, all the words of it now. It was one that we, I grew up on. Now, when I get finished preaching, I'll be like, I can't believe I couldn't remember it. But it was all about heaven and shouting and rejoicing. And we all got up there and rejoiced through tears. And guys... That was August, three years ago. November, I'm setting the dining room table for Thanksgiving. You know, a lot of funerals, uh, families, they blow up a big, huge picture. We had a big picture of Dad blown up. Well, where do you think my mama wanted to put that big old picture? Smack dab right there in the dining room. So every time you walk through the dining room, hey, Dad, I mean, lifestyle, lifestyle size, okay, you know? Anybody ever had, anybody been through this, you know? And, um, and it was just like, oh, dear Lord, you know? And because, uh, I mean, you felt like you just walk in there and talk to him, you know, and he'd talk right back with his thumb up because he always had his thumb up in every picture and it would drive all of us crazy. And, um, you know, and it was just like, ah, oh, you know? And um, so long story short, I'm sitting there, sitting the, or I'm sitting the dining room table for Thanksgiving because God knows you don't want me to cook a turkey. And so I'm, I'm fixing the table, making it look pretty. And as I'm setting the table and everything, I look up at dad and I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm just doing stuff and everything. First Thanksgiving, he's not been, he's been in heaven now since August, you know, and, and stuff. And all of a sudden I stopped and go, oh, why aren't I crying? Why aren't I sad? Oh God, something's weird. Something's wrong with me. Oh God, this is terrible. Other some family members are still grieving so heavy. God, what's, oh, oh, what's wrong with me? Something's wrong. And he said to me, he goes, Leanne, what have you been speaking? Dad is happy, so I'm going to be happy. He's in heaven, and he's in my future, and I haven't lost him. I know exactly where he's at. Huh. I'm speaking out of my heart what I believe, and it's manifesting in the natural. And I put a smile back on my face. Did you cry at Thanksgiving? Sure. 
but I didn't let a spirit of grief take me over. Guys, the words that we speak create our life, the world that we live in. How many times have we heard these truths? God wants us to live a supernatural life. Now, don't, don't feel condemnation if you didn't live that way with maybe when you had a parent or somebody die. Stop that. Tell the devil to shut up. But now take the high road and begin to speak about how they're in your future. And you're going to be happy about it. Even if you're screaming through tears, I'm happy, bless God, I'm happy. Do it because it'll work. <laughs> I'm proof of it. There is a realm of the spirit, and that realm is more real than this natural realm. God, as a spirit, created that realm, and he spoke that realm. No, I'm sorry. He spoke this natural realm into being from the realm of the spirit. God is a spirit. He made you like him. You are a spirit being. And when God created everything that we can see in this natural realm, he did it from the realm of the spirit. So you would think that if we're like him, that we should be able to speak from the realm of the spirit. speak out of our heart what God says and when we do it begins to manifest in this natural realm that's why Jesus looked at Peter and said son have faith in God you speak to the mountain you can speak to the mountain in Mark 11 he told him you speak to the mountain and that mountain has to obey you he didn't say call upon me and I'll do it for you no he said Peter he said guys you speak to the mountain Guys, you're not a weak person. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. And the third person of the Godhead lives on the inside of you. You have got spiritual vision. You do have two sets of eyes and two sets of ears where you hear naturally, but you hear supernaturally as well. Are you with me? There is much movement that's going on in the realm of the spirit in the church world today. The church has already won. The church has already won. The devil's under our feet. One individual said that God told them, you're going to get mad when you see how large the devil is because he's not any bigger than an ant. (laughs) Don't wait till you're over there and go, wow, we had so much power, but I didn't use it. We got to use it now. Speak to the mountain. The mountain has to obey you. Don't let this realm dictate to you what your world is. I refuse to let anybody speak to me against what I know what the word says. I refuse that when God has spoken to me and he's told me something according to his word and brought revelation to my mind and my soul to allow someone to come against what I believe. Doesn't mean I'm going to fight you in the flesh, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to guard myself. And you won't be able to look at me and think, well, she got guarding attitude. No, I've learned how to go. Praise the Lord. But on the inside, those words mean nothing to me. You know, there comes a time in life to where you get so cocky. You know, when I hit 50, something happened. How many of you over 50, something happened to you? It's just like, I don't care anymore. I'm going to tell you what I, what I say from the word is true. I don't care. The word is our reality. The word should be more real to us than anything else in life. Where the supernatural is our natural. Old song that Keith Moore used to sing, the supernatural is natural. Remember that one? Divine intervention, commonplace. 
Just like a fish in the water, like a bird in the sky. I live that supernatural life. Because what does a fish do? Swim. What does a bird do? Fly. What does a believer do? Walk in the spirit. Live in the spirit. Operate. Know and have understanding in the word. Walk in revelation. You know more than John Smith that lives next door to you that isn't walking in the truth. You've got more light than he's got. You're not, you should not be comparing yourself to him. Oh my goodness, to a heathen that doesn't walk in the light? Why don't you get in the word and start living out of who you are in Christ. When we get in the word and find where our union is, who we are in him, it's no longer I that live, but it's Christ in me. Boy, oh boy, are you kidding me? And then God gave me his spirit to operate in faith and victory. It's no longer I that live, but it's God in me, Christ in me. God lives in you, in you like what Smith Wigglesworth used to do. He'd look in the mirror at himself and he would say, Christ lives in this suit of clothes. How many of us woke up this morning saying that? Huh? I didn't. I didn't wake up go, oh, glory. <laughs> you look pretty. Hey, God's in you. No, I remember getting up, going to the bathroom and looking at my hair, seeing it stick all up all over my head and go, oh, my. But Wigglesworth would get dressed in the morning and then look at himself as an older man and look at himself. Christ lives in the suit of clothes because he was more aware of him than he was the, these things of this realm. How is the church going to do the task in these last days? As when we as the ministers are operating so supernaturally that it comes all over you in the church and the church is operating with such the moves of the spirit of God and we don't just do it within these walls. We take it out in our home. Guys, in our workplace, not in a flaky way, not in a weird way, but in God's plan and way. How do we know what he's saying? How do we operate with him? How do we get understanding? We've got to get in the word. Let the word get into us. We've got to live from this place of, I have eyes that see, I have ears that hear. We've talked about it this week in Ephesians chapter 1, the prayer that Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus, that they would have a spirit of seeing, a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. At Winter Bible, I do prayer school and healing school there on campus at that seminar that we do once a year in February. And one of the things that God dealt with me to do is when we went in and I was teaching in prayer school and healing school this past February, he gave me a, 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 a just two lines, and he said this, when revelation is growing, demonst demonstration is, what is it? When revelation is growing, demonstration is flowing. It is up to us to allow the revelation of the word to take us over. You live in a natural body. You live in a natural realm. You all have a place that you live. You all have a bed. Most of us have a vehicle. Most of us have a job. Most of us recognize, man, I got to pay my electric bill. I got to pay my water bill. I got to pay the rent. I got to pay the mortgage. I got to do this. I got to do that. We all live in this natural realm. But guys, you also live in the realm of the spirit. And I don't know about you, but you are a three-part being, if I've read the word correctly, spirit, soul, body. When you came into this service today, did your spirit come in that door, your body come in that door, and then your soul come in another way? 
you came in as one spirit, soul, body. You can't take the realm of the spirit out of the realm of the natural. Sorry. The realm of the spirit created this one. And see, we think, well, I don't have a goosebump. I don't feel something. I don't sense something. Guys, right now, there's angels encamped all about this place. There's so much happening in the activity of this church in the spirit that it blows my mind. Some of the things that I've prayed for you, for this place. For there's a movement that is happening in this hour. The church is rising up to stand in their place. And he's called many to come and, and to do different things that, that are kind of unusual. The Spirit of God has dealt with Jerry and I. He said, I don't want you to do the status quo. I don't want you just to be like everybody else. I want you to be like me and what I tell you to do. And I've gotten to the place I don't care anymore. I just want God. I want God to be manifested in the services. I want God to show up and show out. <laughs> How many of you love it when God shows up? Amen. He showed up already this service, and I know I'm going over. But guys, there is a supernatural realm. And that realm you guys know well in this church. You guys know how to operate and flow and laugh and run and dance and shout. And you know how to do it in church. And I would say most of you probably do it at home. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. If you're not doing it at home, you're missing out. Because when you do it at home and you come into the church and you just bring your happy self in here, it's going to cause the elevation of the service to go to another place and it will elevate to another place in God that will carry some things and the movements of the spirit. Man, I'm telling you what, man, the early church knew what they were doing. They would preach Jesus. They would preach. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And what, what happened? They so imitated him so much that the church grew by thousands overnight. <laughs> Nothing's too hard for God. People are hungry. This life isn't any different. People are people. People back in that day are still the people that are here today. Guys, are you listening to me? We all have the same hunger, thirst, desires, and the things. Yeah, thank God. I don't know about you. I'm glad I didn't live back there on Paul's day. I'm glad I live in this day because I love everything fast. I love that I can do things instantly. I'm glad I don't have to go get wood and start a fire. Nah. I'm glad I can just turn the gas on my stove. Are you with me? But God didn't call Paul to live in this day. He called you. Can you imagine what Paul would have done if he lived in this hour with satellite, internet, and all the Instagram and Facebook and all the stuff that could be done? But no, he didn't call Paul. He called you. Yeah, you. The one that, that doesn't like to talk a whole lot. The one that, that just comes to church and loves Jesus. Yeah, he called every single one of us. To do this work together, the work of the Spirit, and to do it in Him and recognize that the realm of the Spirit is real as this realm of the natural, and God wants us to operate in that realm, and you can't be afraid that you're going to get off operating in that realm because you have the third person of the Godhead living on the inside of you. You've got deity who is going to lead you and direct you, direct you in all things. We can't be afraid. There's been times when I've stepped over in the spirit and I've seen some things and I've been like, mm -mm, I ain't going to do that. Mm -mm. And then the spirit of God said, you've got to see it. I don't want to see it. One time I was in a meeting there in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, 
Mary Fran was, uh, uh, was speaking. And uh, I had met her, and she had uh, come to healing school and taught one week, and I'd done the music for her in, in healing school, but that's about all of my connection to her. But a group of us decided we'd go to Bartlesville about 45 minutes an hour away, so we went. I said, we got there late. It was cold, cold outside, snow. I said, I think, I think it was about like third row from the back. In the middle of the row, the place was packed. A lot of Raymond people had went. As I'm sitting there, she begins to flow in the spirit and starts going out and calling people out and speaking over them. She came back to the pew that I was sitting in. She stood there, and, and she said, you, I know you. And as she's talking to me, the fire of God got all over me. I'm sweating. It's snow outside. It's cold. I'm sweating. She said, it's time for you to start seeing. I go, okay, okay, okay. And I'm thinking, okay, leave. Leave. (laughs) I mean, I was getting hot, you know. Okay, I heard you. But she didn't leave. She kept standing at the end of the pew. I'm halfway in. She goes, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying singing. I'm saying, because she knew I sang for her. She said, I'm saying seeing, S-E-E-I-N-G, seeing. I wanted to say, lady, I got it, go. (laughs) I mean, because I'm literally sweating. And then she finally walked away. And then she looked over her shoulder. She said, but some have to decide to see. And then she went on forward and started talking to everybody. Finally, okay, okay, God, I knew I got something. Whoa, all right, I got it. Mm. Shooey, impartation was made. Mm. Mm. Time for me to start seeing, and I got to decide to see. Well, okay, whatever that means, all right. Well, the next morning, I'm in a prayer room. Praying with the girls that I pray with all the time. And there I am praying with them, just shondying it up. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I saw clouds. My eyes are closed spiritually, I'm seeing. I'm seeing, I'm seeing clouds. And in my heart, I knew I'm in heaven. What's this all about? What's this all about? Then off in the distance, I saw something coming towards me. I thought, what in the world is that all about? But I'm Sean dying because I don't want the girls to think that I'm not with them. I'm still praying in tongues. But what is this coming towards me? As it got towards me, well, it was a horse and a man on a horse. And the man got off the horse and he stood and he looked at me. Well, I opened my eyes real big. I thought, man, this is crazy. This is flaky. I ain't going to do this. <laughs> and then I stopped. I kept, oh, break it because I didn't want them to stop. And so I, I just sat there praying in the spirit with my eyes wide open because if my eyes were open, I didn't see it. But the moment I closed my eyes, ooh, God, I'm keeping my eyes open. This is flaky. I'm not going to get weird in prayer. <laughs> How many of you ever felt that way? I'm seeing something, knowing something. Oh, I don't want to get weird. And I was like, oh, I don't want to get weird. <laughs> I'm going too long, I know. But as I'm sitting there and I'm praying in the spirit, I heard Mary Fran as if she was in the room. Some have to decide to see. (laughs) So I closed my eyes. I said, all right, I decide to see this. And I could tell this person wanted to talk to me. 
So I open my eyes again real quick. I go, guys, guys, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm talking to three girls. Guys, wait a minute, stop praying for a minute. Stop praying for a minute. Stop praying. And they were all looking at me, what is it, what is it? I said, what are you guys praying about? Robin, what are you getting? She goes, I think we're in heaven. I think we're praying about something about, we're in heaven. I go, yep, yep, yep. I go, I go to the next woman. I, I can't remember what she said. And the other one was like, I'm praying for this minister and I'm praying for this minister. I go, hmm. I said, well, two of us have got heaven. I said, so let's, let, let's stay right here for a minute. And I said, and, and see, I'm real young. This is years and years ago. I'm real young. I'm going, let's just stay right here. I go, I go, okay, okay, no, wait a second. I said, you know, back in, I sounded like Brother Hagin. I go, back in 1988, I said, I was at a camp meeting. And Brother Hagin was up there speaking, and as he was teaching, he began to, he was teaching just a, a message on faith, and then all of a sudden he stopped and he said, do you remember in the word where Paul was a, a spirit from Macedonia, came unto Paul and gave him a message and told him to come? Brother Hagin's telling us that, and you know, we're on a packed convention center, 10,000 people. And he said, the reason why I've shared that is because as I was speaking just a few moments ago, I looked up and there was a man that was walking in midair and he's got a white turban wrapped around his head and he's come down uh, and he now he's walked down and he's come right here in midair and, and, and he's standing right here in front of me here on the floor at the podium now. Well, you know, I'm straining. My, I just graduated in 1986. So I'm there too. I'm like going. I don't see nobody. I don't see nothing. And Brother Hagin said, give me one moment. I want to see what he wants. And you, I watched Brother Hagin talk to something that I could not see. And Brother Hagin said, uh-huh, yeah, okay, I got that. Now, guys, he's from India, he said. And he said that the church is in great turmoil right now. And we need to pray and put our faith with them. So stand. I mean, it sounded like the army of God. Boom, 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 all the chairs flopping. Everybody stood. And the Brother Hagin led us in prayer. We prayed. It was so, uh, such a powerful prayer. And then Brother Hagin said, okay, we got it. Amen. Yes, yes, we got it. We got it. We got it. Now be seated. We sat down and Brother Hagin said, okay, all right, we got it. We got it for him. And, and he goes, there he goes. He's gone. And then Brother Hagin went back to his sermon. And I'm sitting up there in the bleacher going, you cannot go back into your message after such a wild thing occurs. I got to know what you're talking about. Well, see, none of these girls years later was even in that camp meeting. Didn't hear that. Were you guys at that camp meeting? No. They didn't hear it. They didn't know it. And so I said, guys, I say all of that just to say as we were praying, there's a horse, there's a man on a horse. He gets off the horse and he's standing right here. I said, Maybe one of you guys can find out what he's wanting to say. <laughs> I'm telling you, God will put up with our crazy, I tell you. They all looked at me like, oh. well, you're the one seeing them. Thank God for good friends that just get in your face, you know. I was like... Well, let's just keep praying in the spirit. Oh, bless the kitty. And I close my eyes. The moment I close my eyes, boom. I'm seeing him because I'm having a spiritual vision. I see him. And he began to speak with me. And he said, follow me. And we did. And I began to tell him, I go, guys, we're going down a winding road. I said, and then all of a sudden there was this big door. And we as prayers always knew that you have to pray really hard to get doors open, you know. Oh, in the name of Jesus. And we were getting ready to do it. And I go, whoa, guys, wait a minute. We're going through 
because he had access to it. And we went straight into this room. It was a large room, so big, so bright, you couldn't even see the walls in the room. It was so bright and it was so huge. And I go, guys, we're in a big room. And the very presence of God was so strong in that place. And there we were. I go, guys, it's a big room. I go, but that guy, he went and he's tying his horse up over there. I don't know what's going on. And then he came back over to us. I go, here he comes, here he comes. And I said, he said, he looked straight at me. He goes, this is a place of ministry. This is a place of prayer. And I have called many to come to this place. And then just like that, he was finished. And I told them what that he had said. He steps back. And then one of the girls said, this is my part. This is my part. We need to pray for those ministers that were on my heart to come to this place. And so, man, we started praying. There was so much unction. Started calling people to come to this place in the spirit, in prayer. But then all of a sudden, as we're praying, I got so caught up in prayer that I was like thinking, hmm, my eyes are closed. And I was looking over at that guy. And I thought, this is of God. Why didn't Jesus come and bring me to this place? Within seconds, guys, he wasn't over there anymore. He was in my face with a finger in my face. He said, I am an angel sent by God to bring you to this place, and he knows that I brought you here. I went, okay. You know? I started praying in the spirit, and then all of a sudden I remembered something because, you know, how many of you have ever listened to Jesse Duplantis Encounters, the God Encounter time or whatever, when he went to heaven? And I had just listened to it, and uh, he had said, you better watch what you think in heaven because they know your thoughts. I thought, oh, oh, they do know your thoughts. So, man, I stayed hooked up in prayer and did all that I was supposed to do then, and I wasn't thinking any crazy stuff then. But I'm telling you guys, we prayed out some things. He came back over and he spoke out some things over us and what God was telling us. And then like that, he said, now I'm going. But you can come here anytime. He left us right there in that place. The realm of the spirit is a real place. There's nothing flaky or strange about it. God wants us to understand more than what we are taking hold of. And we've got to start out with the ABCs of John 14, 17. I know him. I know him. I know him. Who do you know? The Holy Ghost. Jesus said you know him. He didn't say, well, if you pray for five hours, if you meditate the word for 500 hours, then you know him. There is a truth of getting to know him, but you've got to start off believing what the Bible says. I know him. And because I know him, I got this. Because I've got this, because I know him, He's got plans and purposes for me, and I've got to go after it. Guys, the realm of the spirit is a real place. Let me pray for you. Father, I feel like today has been a little different in this service, and I'm not ashamed of it. I believe it was what was needed to be done. For there's a moving in the spirit and a shaking that's taken place for us as the believers and us that are fivefold ministry gifts to operate in faith 
to operate in faith from who we are in him, to operate in faith and the move of the spirit to function better, more clear than ever before. And it's time for us in the whole body to begin. To recognize that we know you, that you live in us and that we have eyes that see and ears that hear. We have spiritual eyes and spiritual vision. And we don't operate just in this natural realm, but we tell this natural realm that which we hear from our hearts. So a moving, a shifting, a changing, a shaking. A moving, a shifting, a changing, a shaking. Alimasso, alibristi, crenamande, fredudun. Operations, operations, operations in God that must be accomplished because we as the church are never doomed. But there are things that must be accomplished so that the end can take place and we must be in our God-ordained position recognizing the race. What is the race, one would ask? What is that which you've called me to do? But how will you hear? How will you know? Unless you get in the word and get before him and pray and seek his face. Oh, eyes have seen, ears have heard. Oh, the goodness of the Lord. In the deep, in the hour that we're in, rivers that Flow, <laughs> rivers that flow. I found no merely fear to find a stay. Don't worry, guys, we're almost done. But there's a little more that he wants to say. And you'll stroll along life's journey in such direction you will know. Growth, growth, growth in the church in the body as a whole, growth in the believer, in the word they know. Growth in direction, understanding for the future is now. What is that sound? What is that sound that's a little different? Oh, but it's the sound. It's the rumblings of the end. It's the rumblings of the church. And how things began. Rumblings in the spirit. That body, this body, that one fitly joined together is true. For there is direction for the body. Which way will you move? But that move of the spirit, that flow in the Holy Ghost that we do know. There's more revelation beyond what we know. And there are things that we shall operate in that our natural soul will go, what is that, my friend? But your spirit will say, it's right, it's now, it's today. <laughs> will you step up and allow God to use you in a supernatural way? Oh, the hour, the day, mercy, minds, open eyes, revelation flows, direction of the spirit is given, and oh, hum, diddy dum, do, day, dum, bum. What's that about, Lord? It's appointed unto man to come unto me and have ears to hear. And when they come after me in faith and confidence, their vision will be clear. Don't pray from a place of how am I going to do it? I don't know how I'm going to get it. 
pray from a place I see, I hear, I know. I understand I got, I got rivers of living water that flow, flow, flow. And I know, I know, oh, your head might not have understanding, but your spirit so does see and know because the Holy Spirit on the inside of you knows, knows, knows. And he'll reveal as you yield and you step out in faith and begin to speak out of your mouth. Yes, I do know what to do. Yes, I do know what to say. Yes, I do know how to operate in the spirit. Yes, I do see clearly and I obey. <laughs> Shall the church rise and do what it's been called to do in this day? Where it's not flaky, it's not weird to be a supernatural church. It's true. But to operate in the spirit and not look like the world, but the world look to us and want to be like you. <laughs> but it's appointed unto you to step over in victory. And there's revelation, there's revelation. Come on, walk through that door. Stop that, stop that, stop that, stop that, stop that. See this, see that, stop that, see this, see that. Oh, ho, ha, ha, ye, did a stay. Hmm. Belinda, can I pray for you? I promise I'm almost done. She met Telemunator, the Shinan and Pelefusto, as to see it, and it's assigned it. He's, he's, and it's time for to see, and, and you know he's assigned it. And so seeing and assignments, 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 seeing, 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 and in Anaho, and you know how to do that, bo, 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 door, 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 but the Spirit of God is saying it's more Sikalele, Huchakele, Disi, Tanistor. And so, and Iha, Uusu, Padastre, it's not for everybody else to know, but there's more speak to say. <laughs> See, it's not where the fruit of store is time, but it's by the Spirit, and it's time, it's time, it's time. It's of the Spirit, not of the soul of mind. Uh-huh. Rivers flow. We'll see it take place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, powerhouse. It's true. <laughs> but God's got more. You wait and see. You'll see it all the way through. May he over and those of the dyers of the seed of the other day. Come forth, come forth, come forth. I know what I'm saying, but it's nobody else's business. But come forth in Jesus' name. And it will become a recreation in Salator, and it shall be a supplandor, and it shall be a sublade day, and it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass with no delay. Many more, many, 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 many more. Just through the door, 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 all the way through the door. Victory dance. I see a little jig. Ha 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 Hey, 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 night. And the river's light, the floor, the sort of, the floor, the sort of, sort of, sort of, sort of, sort of, sort of light. And you know, there's a much a scene in the spirit, and there's much to know. And, and Pastor, if I could pray for you, is that okay? Is that all right? Why don't we come over on this side? Now, we don't take it lightly to pray for the pastors because we know we don't know more than them. But it's imperative that I, I know I need to pray for them. 
Ezedinini Mastasini Mastado. Now Padafrisi and Emashisiki in Yana Ote Irani Irana Ho. And you mirror off the side and the press to see the thyme because you operate over here and you know this great divine. You know it, you live in it, you operate in it, it's true. But you know what I heard? I heard there's more seeing for you. There's more seeing like it was for me. There, oh, yeah. Ooh, a higher, a higher grade of seeing. My. And you had you gain a high, it's because see here you supplied and you support your financia high as Esonia and you specking on the seat of a way, but the spirit of Hadi said, Open eyes because the vision is increased in a supernaturally way. That it's Abonikitukaya many more. It is Sandor and Isia. Oh, oh, get ready, get ready. Pulchers! And it shall be supplied in the recess day and all the supernatural. Boulder! Man, boost on the cat of rain. Rain, 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 rain. Rain, 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 rain. I hear the pitter patter, hear the pitter patter. Rain, 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 rain. The rains, rains, the rains, the rain, the rain, the rain, the rain, the rain, the rain, the rain. The supernatural rain of the Holy Ghost manifested in even greater ways. Eyes that see. There's different degrees of seeing. Different degrees of seeing. I got to say it again. Different degrees in seeing. Many more supplied. Huh. God, I'm so glad you know what you're doing. I'm so glad you know what you're doing. <laughs> and all we've got to do is abide. Abide in you. Abide in the vine. Oh, ho, you get eager, leg a root, that is suited, that a root. And then we run about a seed of blaze today, and the revelation of the Spirit shall take place, and understanding will be enlightened, and there will be more glory and more manifestation than ever before in this local church, in this local body, as you walk through brand new doors. got something for the levels of sin you want to here you hold this levels of seeing it's like when you're in the government and you have to have different clearances to get to different areas he's given you a new clearance a new clearance for that new level of sin hallelujah <laughs> 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 Ooh, let's lift our hands up and thank god for that hallelujah and is a locking arms together. There's a locking arms together to operate supernaturally for this day. A locking arms together. A locking arms together with ministry gifts 
And those that see the plan yeah. are locking arms together for God's plan and glory shall be manifested and we do stand. My, my, my. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are different degrees in worship. Different degrees in worship. Hmm. Hmm. And Uhura said Amado Christe. Main worship leader right here on the front row. Can I pray for you? In the modo menedili brapapasitenedi. Et a fruiter, et a creador, and it shall be, it shall be, it shall be. Now, you've stood and you've operated in one place in worship and have went to different places in the spirit as you've worshipped. But the spirit of God just said to me, there's even greater degrees of worship that he has for you to step over in and a greater depth that will cause men's eyes to be opened and see. And so, no, the farther you go in prayer is the further you'll take man in worship. So your prayer life and your worship time. Oh, yeah. Isamana is a Gelivristi, and there will be Samandor, and there shall be direction, and there shall be seen. Oh, Frenos tos de clear time, Vrinestuna dos de tray. The anointing of the Spirit in a supernatural way. More, more. You'll see it clear. And others will say, what did you do? Yeah. But it's because you drawed even more near. Yeah. And an impartation right there is true. The deep, deeper depths of worship. Yeah. The deeper depths yeah. of God. Whoo. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. All the way through. All the way. All the way. Songs by the Spirit yes, it's that so I shall deep. give you. here. <laughs> when you spend time with me, yeah. I will reveal step through those. Step through it. Step through that door. Yeah. Even more. Yeah. You know some, but she has some know today. Just like us all, we're all growing and going further in all these ways. <laughs> yeah. It's so. It's true. Amen. Father, we thank you for your presence. Guys, let's just lift our hands. <laughs> oh, we worship. Oh, we worship. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we worship you. We worship you, Lord. Oh, we love you, we love you, Lord. Oh, may your spirit lead and guide. 
We give you glory, Lord. Oh, just a little bit longer. Let's lift our hands. We give you glory, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. Oh, what the Spirit of God desired was accomplished today right on time. Rivers of living water flow. Direction of the Spirit has been given and we know. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, it is mine. Oh, it is mine. I walk in victory all the time. Oh, it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. I walk in victory all the time. Oh, it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. I walk in victory all the time. Oh, yes, it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. I walk in victory all the time. Hallelujah. Tell you the presence of God is in this place. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to run our race. We're going to run our race. Going to do it strong. Going to walk in victory because it's not too long. It's not going to be long till the day comes, but until that hour comes, we're going to run strong. Victory is ours, victory right now, victory, victory is how I run my life all the day long. Oh, for there is a move, and I hear a bell, a boom, 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 that is ringing across the land. And it's swaying back and forth for the body to take their stand. And the body is standing, and it's going strong, and it's going forth as we pick up the word and speak it out strong. Yeah, and there is a locking arms of the army. For things have been moved out of the way. Ha, ha, ha. If you love the Lord, shout hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Well, God is good. Amen. His mercy endures forever. I know today was a little different, and dear Lord, we have went real late, and I thank you for loving me in spite of me, but I believe it was the heart of God for me to go this way.
We hope you're inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Seawall Madison. We believe God is working within you, and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.